0: Good to have you back. Hour number two, the Bill Michaels Show. On the air. Glad you're with us today. Brewers with a sweep over the weekend. We are, uh, what, 80 days away from the NFL season kicking off, 84 days away from the Packers' first game. Uh, But in the meantime, we got a lot of baseball to chat about and uh, the Brewers' place in it. Joining us now, our buddy Kevin Holden from CBS 58, Uh, the sports director over there in Milwaukee, uh, joining us on the hotline. Kevin, how you been, buddy? You've been all over the place uh, catching minor league baseball and whatever other baseball you can possibly find, man. You're everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun the last couple weeks. Uh, there was a uh, there was a baseball regional, NCAA baseball regional, in Terre Haute, Indiana, Indiana State. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's like when you hear baseball regional, you think about the old powerhouses, the Floridas and Texas and Californias. And I'm like, man, how does – How's Indiana State host a regional? Let's go find out. So my wife and I drove down, and uh, the answer is temporary bleachers. That's how they did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, we've seen other uh, stadiums bring in temporary bleachers to say we've got enough to be able to do this, so why not, you know? Uh, the Brewers team, though, by the way, uh, temporary, they lose sixth, and temporary, they win three straight. Uh, let me ask you this. How can you figure this Brewers team out right now? Well, that's a really good question.
1: This Brewers team is a, is a chameleon in that it can take on any identity you want it to right now. You could, you could make a case. I consider sit here and make a case and say it's a first-place team. It's a team that's dealt with injuries. It's a team that's best days might be ahead of it this year, a team that could use pieces at the deadline, that sort of thing. And I could also stand here and still be truthful and say this is a team that's got holes on offense. This is a team that may not be able to hold up bullpen wise for the entire season. And it's a team that might not go far when they make the playoffs. So they might, you know, either not acquire pieces or even try to, you know, move some pieces around the way they did last year. I it, it is a bizarre situation. I, I'm a I'm an optimist. I believe if you get in, you have the chance to get hot. So I will always chase the playoff spot. But I don't know if they're going to do that, especially if somebody else from the Central gets hot. Cincinnati's young. Uh, You know, you've got Pittsburgh kind of hanging around despite the sweep over the weekend. It is a weird time right now, Bill.
0: De La Cruz did an amazing thing for Cincinnati. He was like the battery or the spark, whatever you want to call it, that lit that team up. And all of a sudden now they're playing better baseball than they have all season long. And you can maybe go back to and point to, a rookie that comes up and sets the world on fire. Do the do, I, I keep looking at the Brewers and I think, okay, you get the guys back, you get Woody back, Miley's back, you know, Jesse Winker back. You start getting some of these guys back and they get one bat that just helps this team that ignites this team. Can you, can you, I mean, I would think why not the Brewers, you know? Yeah. If you're, if you're a team or if you're a guy that's that's looking to be
1: on a contender, a guy that's trying to, you know, make a run for something this year. I still do kind of lean that way. I lean toward the fact that, that, you know, when this team is healthy, it has Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, and that's good enough to keep them in a playoff series. You just need to score enough to get over the top. And to do it, you got to find a bat to make it happen. And and the other thing about it is you, you could line up, some of the things that have gone on with players like Luis Arias isn't going to hit up 100 for the whole year. Jesse Winker will hit homer at some point. You know, like there's there are a couple of these guys that, that'll improve on their own if you just give them a chance to do it. Uh, but acquiring a bat, I like it. I like it for the Brewers, and I like it for the bat. They're set for that sort of thing. And there are guys, you know, in the minor leagues, the South Raelics of the world, that they could bring up to help. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I think it's worth it to to go get a bat and see if you can turn this this five hundred team into a playoff competitor.
0: The uh, when, when you look at the lineup and the way they've constructed it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Tim Allen and Tim said, "Look, just whoever's hot, just put them all together, try to ignite something." And for you know, at times, Craig Council's kind of done that. Do you like the fact that they tinker so much? with the lineup or do you like the fact that they try to use the, the, the metrics, if you will, to try to put the guys in position? Cause to, sometimes there is something to be said for, this is what you're running out there on the daily.
1: Yeah. It's, it, that, that is a, a very good debate because uh, you have, I mean, Owen Miller is a great example. They, the Brewers have in their offensive drought of 2023 tried to bring Owen Miller into a role where he can help because he's been a consistent hitter for a team that's needing consistent hitters that part I'm okay with playing him around in different positions I'm okay with but I've seen him bat first I've seen him bat fourth and it's like man it's it's a lot and and the thing is I am a lineup tinkerer you can ask my wife during fantasy baseball season I am insufferable sometimes with the changes that I'm making on a Sunday night and uh and and my my philosophy would be you want your core guys your core two or three or four guys to really be locked in and you want to put them in a position where they can do that one, probably willie adamas who is struggling uh, at least recently really struggling if those three have it going then you can build the rest around it you can build the bottom of your lineup to face a pitcher for example you can you know work to situations but i like the idea of having a couple of core spots locked in. If my one and four, those are probably the two that are the most important. One and four are locked in. Ken can build around that.
0: Talking with Kevin Holden of CBS 58. You can find him at 321 Q Kevin over on Twitter. Uh, so now you look at the rest of the division, and, and here's the question. And I talked to my friends in Cincinnati, and they keep saying all they wanted to do was catch the Brewers. They don't believe in the Pittsburgh Pirates. Do you believe in the Pirates?
1: Not 100%. <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously O'Neill Cruz uh, healthy for that team makes them, you know, something of a of a difference maker in the NL Central. They they could at least play spoiler if they have a healthy O'Neill Cruz in the lineup. But what we saw over the weekend was a Pirates team filling some filling some holes with some guys. I mean, it's just kind of a, a scrappy lineup, not a lineup that you would expect to dominate over 162. But the thing that surprised me was all the guys out of the bullpen with the 170 ERAs and 180 ERAs. Because, you know, we just saw Oakland in here the week before, and that was a bad memory for Brewers fans. But we, we had a joke, Jaime and I did on the broadcast last week. We think that the eight Oakland relievers were produced in a video game lab. They're, they're all just random names. <laughs> because
0: <generations.
1: laughs> right. um, I, you know, I looked at him, I'm like, have you heard of any of these eight? And Lucas Erceg was the only guy in the pen that we really knew. Uh, And and I consider myself kind of on top of my baseball stuff. So if if there's a whole bullpen full of names that make my eyebrows go up, that's a little different. Well, the Pirates had some of those names too. You know know about Bednar the closer, but there's some guys you've not heard of who are at 170 or 180 for that team. Point is, I don't think that holds up for a full season.
0: Uh, What about St. Louis? Because St. Louis is kind of the enigma. You you kept I, I kept saying, look, if their double digits are close to double digits back by the time to get to July, they're almost done. It takes so much to come back. Not to mention double digits, ten games. They're eight and a half back right now. But if they get to July, you almost look at St. Louis and go, you're probably pretty much out of it, short of a miraculous run.
1: Yeah, because you there's a point where it becomes mental. I think. I, in other words, you can you can talk as much as you want as baseball managers or baseball players as it's 162, you don't put too much in the win or one loss. Yes, all of that is true. But you, as you say, you're talking about the season almost, and a very heavy air to the whole thing that's going on in St. Louis. Fans are not happy. Obviously, players are displeased with the performance. And it, there's a point where in the two games, that's fine. But if it becomes half a season, it takes some time to, like that's that, month or more maybe to to really shake out of that. So I, I think they're still capable of a run. I thought it was funny a week ago, uh, in the Vegas odds they were second in odds to win the division despite being last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no longer, but it says a lot, right? That the Vegas odds – with your at second and third place team at odds to win the division they they expect to come back and i imagine they'll make some noise i don't know how much but some
0: where if any is the cubs place in all of this because nobody even talks about the cubs anymore and the cubs right now are better than or at least ahead of st louis but nobody talks about the cubs being anything
1: yeah it's,
0: it, it
1: is it's super bizarre because usually you hear a lot of noise, you know, just just across the border. So there's a lot of noise coming from, you know, usually from the north side of Chicago, even, uh, you know, if if they're having a mediocre season in Chicago, it's still a thing. Uh, It is, it's been a little bit weird. And this division, uh, it just, it's so up for grabs right now that I I can't, if you ask me based on talent, I will sit here and say the Cubs will not be in the postseason. but this division is just who knows? They're just all in a bag just being shaken up. I mean, you get you get a couple of hot, you know, bats going in the Cubs lineup. You've got some good veteran pitchers, the Marcus Strowman's of the world that are doing things for them. I mean, I wouldn't call them my favorites, but I don't I don't think they're just going to slide to the bottom either. That's that's the crazy thing. These teams are all they all have their qualities, their strengths. And they're just enough to keep them all close to each other, but not good enough for someone to go win in like 98 games. And it's, I don't know, I I think in October I'm going to shake my head at all this, but it's kind of entertaining right now.
0: (laughs) Right? It's kind of nice that uh, the ones that have always been kind of a pain in your ass are sitting at the bottom and they're just swirling the bowl right now. And you've got at least different competition at times. Look, I think for Pittsburgh, if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I'm excited about maybe what the future holds. Same thing with Cincinnati, even though the ownership in Cincinnati sucks. But at least the Brewers are still hanging right there. And the Brewers, if if you look at the Brewers and think, okay, if you're going to get Woodruff back, and I know he's going to throw, what is it, this weekend? Correct me if I'm wrong?
1: Yeah, I believe that's right.
0: Yeah, he's going to start throwing this weekend. Miley's now back and you've got you know jesse winker coming back and if you can just sustain and you went through you were the most banged up team in major league baseball and you still came out on top you still came out winning the division or leading the division don't you feel like you're a team that's going to be at at the go for it stage come trade deadline time
1: i i want that to be the case i really really do i uh i think you know again it's probably the optimist in me but i i still think with health, with a couple of bats that, that that turn around and things that line up, that this team is a piece away from being at the very least just a thorn in the side when it comes to October. Just that, that kind of team that gets in and people go, oh, man, I don't know if I want to play the Brewers. They had a rough first half of the year, but they got hot after that. That's, you know, possible still. There's, you know, there's still a lot of upward movement that, that's possible with this team. Joey Weimer has been the center fielder in Garrett Mitchell's absence. And, you know, who knows how that could have gone, but I feel like it's gone pretty well. I know he's in that nine hole, but I think Weimer contributes well to this team. And, you know, you've got other guys too. Terang before the slump, I thought was a good competitor. He will be back. There are other guys who will be back. And if they don't, if they're not satisfied, if Urias can't turn this around or injury, you know, continues to be an issue, maybe that's where you go. Maybe third base is what, what you acquire in the trade deadline. I don't know. It might be a little old school. I might be a little bit uh, too invested in it after seeing what happened with Hader last deadline and knowing right. that a trade like that does affect the clubhouse. But I kind of feel like maybe this year they could make up for it if they if they went and got somebody and, and turned this like tight division into a runaway. That'd be great.
0: Here's my question. Would you – my point is exactly what you kind of stated, though. I can't imagine – this team doing another, like, getting rid of Corbin Burns, and that's their only move. You know what I mean? And and the total – I mean, Woodruff said it last year, that it basically was the message from management that you're not going to win. And and it just deflated the entire clubhouse when they got rid uh, of Josh Hader. I can't imagine another move like that again this season. And then to be able to look everybody in the eye and say, oh, no, we're trying to get better and we're trying to go for it, right? Yeah, well, 100%, because – you, the there's the analytics portion
1: of it. And if, they, if their analytics told them last year that that team, you know, wasn't good enough to compete, then, then, you know, whatever. But but there is another element to it, a human element to it. And the thing about October is you know, when we talk about David Freese and Bucky Dent, I know I'm going back into history books here, but, you know, the, your World Series heroes, Madison Bumgarner, you, you don't ever look at those moments in October and say, Man, I gotta tell you, the analytics on that guy were great. You know, like what, what yeah. you hear in October is heart and guts and and just that sort of will performance. Like October baseball feels like NFL football. It has that that part to it. And that's the thing about a trade like like Hader. You had one of the best in the game at a position that's pretty important in the game. And, you know, again, you got franchise future to think of, and they ended up getting Contreras out of the deal. That's great. But you take away the possibility of Hart winning something for you. And I always want that to be there. This year, I want that to happen with Corbin Burns because I don't think he'll be in Milwaukee long term. So I'd love to see this, you know, him pitch into October and pitch well this year while he's still here. Yeah, just, a, just the thoughts of a baseball fan, but that's how I feel about it.
0: Good stuff as always, Kevin. And uh, enjoyed the pictures. And uh, are you now? Are you doing any more traveling for uh, the rest of this uh, College World Series?
1: We are. We are attempting to go to the final. And uh, and and real quick, I, I know you got a lot to get to. Uh, my wife and I have never been to the College World Series. Something has gotten in the way every single year. You remember when I when I ripped up my Achilles? When I just yeah. threaded it in two places. Yep. That was the day I booked the College World Series trip that year. And then the next year was the pandemic, so this is it. We are fixing it this weekend. We are going to Omaha.
0: That's awesome. That's And it's going to be a hell of a weekend out there, too, for the College World Series. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Enjoy Omaha, which is a weird place to visit, <laughs> but if you're a baseball enthusiast, it's awesome. So enjoy that, and then we'll talk again soon, pal, okay?
1: Bill, always a blast. I appreciate it, man.
0: Good stuff, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Kevin Holden, CBS 58, uh, joining us on the hotline always good to chat with him always good hey uh, going to omaha man that's awesome never been to a college world series i uh, i hear it's spectacular i hear just the enthusiasm is off the hook it's kind of, it's not necessarily the equivalent equivalent of say the final 4 but in the baseball terms it's they say it's pretty pretty energized pretty cool out there 8778671670 hit us up our buddy scott ellis from team ellis and homeside financial I Look, I know buying a house right now, you think about it, you go, I don't know if I want to do it. It's summer and blah, 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 and interest rates. But he's telling me, he said, look, tell everybody, you, you buy now. You can still buy now because you know the interest rates are eventually going to go back down. You can re- refinance at that point in time. Also, they have something called the 2-1 buy down, which gives you an even lower interest rate right now. So, And I don't understand it all, but he says, look, you can get pre-qualified for a home. You can buy a home. You can sell a home, whatever it is you need. Uh, or you can do a home equity loan you can do that with our buddy Scott Ellis and Team Ellis 414-791-7771 414-791-7771 and it, and again like i said i'm not that's not my my realm of business but i've had a couple of people that said they didn't know they could get a lower interest rate uh in this market right now and they called him and he got him a lower interest rate especially now when you know the housing market is still hot it's not cooled off a lot just a little but it, deals are out there, and he's helping people. So again, 414 791 7771. 414 791 7771. That's Scott Ellis, Team Ellis, Homeside Financial. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course, all our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless, even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal, that was easy. Thank you, drive through.
1: Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, about an hour and 10 minutes away, we're going to talk with Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated. Bill covers the uh, the Packers. We'll get his take on the offseason workouts now that they've come to an end and getting ready for training camp. And we talked to Mike Clemens last week and uh, got his takeaways. We'll get Bill's takeaways uh, coming up here in about in a little bit more than an hour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I got a nice email here, and this is from Tony. Tony says, uh, hey, Bill, did you like Road America and some of the new changes? Uh, do you think NASCAR is coming back? Tony... Uh, first of all the changes that have been made um, boy there's a, what, what, what could I talk about? Where can I start? Uh, first of all, the track itself, uh, the majority of drivers absolutely loved. Uh, I will tell you a quick story. Um, Willpower and I don't know if you read this Willpower just had a, a bad day. Scott Dixon took him out. he was spinning and sliding and just it, it it's the track is perfectly smooth. It's not slick, it's just smooth. And Will Power just had a a bad weekend, and he ended up saying some rather derogatory things about the track live on Peacock. Uh, When he got out of his car, he got back to the pits and just ripped Road America, said they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, Terrible track, terrible renovation, just, I mean, he ripped it. And there is cuz you kind of think you know all oh, the track they just kissed the ass of all the drivers and kid you know, nay nay I'm not going to say who but somebody at the track took offense to it well everybody took offense to it but there was somebody at the track there was a septic cleaning truck they come around every night and, and they do all the porta johns okay and somebody at the track told the septic truck, why don't you go park in front of Will Powers' motorhome? Because all the drivers stay up in, there, there's like a raised area behind the pits. And in that area is all the motorhome parking for all the drivers. And these are million-dollar motorhomes that they travel in, their families stay in and everything, you know. So they parked the septic truck for the SE, i I'm saying S word, comments from willpower. They parked it in front of his bus and left it there basically to say, yeah, everybody else thinks it's great. We think your comments were S word. And so I guess then he was going to move it and then they were going to take it back. And, it, but the bottom line was, is that, you know, cause it, he realized he effed up, right? He shouldn't have said all of that. Look, everybody, you got a course record being set. So the course, the the track is not bad. Somebody else was able to to drive it. Besides you, you couldn't drive it. That's on you. You know, it's like the uh, the you know the music sounds bad in the symphony. So you blame the instrument. No, it's pretty much the person playing the instrument. We all know that, right? So he knew he effed up. Kept trying to call and apologize. Nobody was taking his call, and they basically rooted against him. Uh, this past weekend. The changes at the track, I love the Tiki Beach down in the carousel. The one thing that everybody says, you need a pool. You got to put a big pool down there, you know. Now, whether or not you'd have a bunch of people in it, I don't know. But everybody said, ah, you need a pool. And then you got to think about all the, uh, you know, the insurance side of things. Then again, people are out there renting golf carts, driving all around, pretty much hammered drinking and driving all over the place with a golf cart. So nobody thinks about that. So why not put a pool? I have no idea. But that was great. The Tiki Beach was awesome. The bridge renovations were awesome. Uh, it, It was packed. Packed. I mean, I don't know how many tickets they sold for NASCAR last year or two years ago, but this year... For IndyCar, that's that's probably the most crowded I've ever seen it. Or maybe it was just the most crowded on the roads around Road America. It was packed with people. Crazy people. People that just don't give a damn. People just doing, you know, jumping the berms with their golf carts. And people that just didn't stop at stop signs and just cut people off. And it it was crazy. It was crazy. But it was fun. I mean, we had a blast. We had an absolute fun time but it was just crazy. It was just, it was like people just got there and went wild. Like they were just, that was their first night out or something. It was just, it was bizarre how crazy it was and how packed it was, uh, at road America. It was just, people were everywhere, you know? Um, anyway, the, uh, but it was great. Uh, the changes were great. Um, all the views are always awesome. You know, the bars and the restaurants and such, and, Parker Johns served great barbecue, great food, uh, and by the way, anybody else out there that serves a pretzel in their stadium, you may want to take note because they had the quote quote super giant pretzel that was ten bucks and it was a big, thick, wonderful pretzel and not these hard crap things that you get. I'm not going to use the stadium's name, but they're awful, and because I'm a pretzel fanatic, and they had awesome pretzels and just it, it, it and the corn on the cob down at the the lions uh, the lions thing was awesome so. Wonderful, wonderful time at Road America this past weekend. Uh, Rick says, hey, Bill, looks like Hard Knocks, uh, the team that was in the running for Hard Knocks, has rejected them, but I bet they forced the Jets this year. Um, Well, there's only four teams that can do it. The Jets are one of them. I know the Jets don't want to do it. Uh, But... For NFL TV ratings, um, the NFL can say these, this, you know, one of those four teams are going to do it, and there's nothing you can say about it. But again, you've got New York, you've got Rodgers, you've got the influx of the Rodgers talent, and all those around him, as we put it, all of that, uh, it's it's made for TV, it's made for TV. So I can't imagine the NFL acquiescing and saying nope. We're not going to do it because, you know, there may be a team over out there that wants it, you know, in a more worse way than what the Jets do or don't. But I'm looking forward to the announcement. Who's going to be on hard knocks? I think we all are hoping for it, right, just to see the the behind-the-scenes of what kind of train wreck this could possibly turn into. Or, you know, you can see and, and look and say, Maybe uh, Rodgers has changed his stripes or something to that effect. By the way, speaking of that, coming up after the bottom of the hour, the reports are out. It was a great big no to Bill Belichick. We'll tell you what we're talking about when we come back. This portion of the Bill Michaels Show brought to you by our friends at Cruise Planners. Land and cruise vacations. And if you're looking for just a weekend getaway, great. You're looking for an all-inclusive? No problem. How about the trip of a lifetime? You can't afford it, but you want to do it, right? Maybe you can finance it. Kirk and the gang at Cruise Planners, they can do everything for you. Set up a family vacation. Set up a reunion. uh, A corporate getaway. Whatever it happens to be. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. That is Cruise Planners, Cruise and Land Vacations. Whether it's just locally, internationally, whatever it is you need, they've got it. 262-344-0697. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's here fillets, roasts, ground beef, a variety of meats delivered right to your doorstep by ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. <laughs> Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on, I'll, I'll tell you this. Oh, I say it over and over again. There is nothing better in the state of Wisconsin than traveling around and having a quick trip nearby. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Uh, you know, you, could, you think back to days before quick trip, you know, and you're like, wow, you had to go into gas stations that had limited choices, food that really wasn't appetizing or, you know, didn't even look that good. And then you talk about the rewards and opportunities to win stuff. And, you know, right now, uh, towards the end of the month, they're giving away a pontoon boat, compliments uh, of our friends at Mountain Dew and Quick Trip. So if you go in and use your quick rewards card, you can see all the details and uh, how to to get registered for that thing. But, uh, man, when you travel around and you're, you know, you need everything from a quick fill up to, you know, some of the supplies like we had over the weekend, up at Road America, I got the buns. I got the hot dogs. I got the Johnsonville's. I got uh, the beer. I, I got just everything. You know, it's just it, it's a one stop shop. It was awesome. Uh, I can't say enough about Quick Trip and can't say thanks enough to them for being the official fuel provider for the Big Unit Cruiser. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Just such a great place. Such a great place. Um, you look at what almost happened with the Green Bay Packers, prior to the Jets. Uh, It comes out over the weekend that uh, apparently the Patriots, Patriots, wanted to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, that relationship somewhat strained. We all know that. And uh, Rodgers, him and his agent are the ones that nixed the deal, said, no, we don't want to go to New England. Um, Now, the argument is, that and again, it, Craig Carton, who is now on Fox, I—he's in New York, been around a long time. I give him some credit. I, you know, so I, I'm not completely knocking him because he's—he's he's had some good information, but sometimes he just gets blovial, and I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. But over the weekend, and there was some discussion that uh, he had said that you know, hey, it was very real that the Patriots were the team that came calling. But that Rodgers heard it. His agent said, nope, not playing for New England. We want to go to the Jets, which it makes a lot of sense because the Jets are more of a ready team than New England is. But that being said, the argument was that Rodgers, you know, Bill Belichick is known. I mean, Rodgers has a good friendship with Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick is known to, as they say, coach you hard. There's not a lot of nonsense there. And he is as demanding, if not more demanding, than a lot of the players that have played under him. While Rodgers wants to elevate you to his level, Belichick wants to elevate you to his level. And some say that Rodgers, who has loved the situation with Nathaniel Hackett and love Sala and loved this big, giant, you know, arms-around-you love fest, uh, and they're kissing his ass. It wasn't going to be that way in New England. It was like, you're coming here to win a championship, so you, it's time to buckle down, dude. And Rodgers didn't want any part of that. So I don't know if it's true or not, but at least that was part of the story that came out this past weekend. It was in Pro Football Talk and in Yahoo Sports and such. And uh, But, yeah, there was uh, there was the discussion that, you know, Rodgers uh, could have been a New England Patriot. And what the what the Packers would have gotten in return, I we don't know. But nevertheless, uh, they wanted they they wanted him to uh, to to be there. So, uh, but did not happen. Did not not ultimately happen. I can't imagine Rodgers going there. And because Bill Belichick, let's be honest, he's not kissing anybody's ass. You're coming into the system, and you're coming here to do one thing, and that's win. The rest of it, knock the nonsense off. And he just doesn't put up with it. Can you imagine Rogers telling Bill Belichick, you know what? I, I'm not going to make it. I've got a hallucinogenic convention that I'm the guest speaker at, and I can't make it. Can you imagine him telling Bill Belichick that? So, uh, anyway, uh, it turned out that, uh, you know, obviously all the results happen. Rogers goes to New York and not to. Uh, Not to the New England Patriots, and it is what it is. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Uh, Phone line's wide open, by the way. Albert says, uh, I think New York is a great place for Aaron Rodgers because he will totally be exposed once once things begin to go poorly. Uh, Here in Wisconsin, we've known about his antics for quite a long time and believe that Rodgers wasn't fully invested into the Green Bay Packers at least the last couple of years. I don't think he was. They're going to find out how invested he truly is once things go poorly early on this season. Have you looked at the beginning of the, the schedule for the New York Jets? Uh, yes. We talked about that. I mean, there's, a, there's a possibility that they could go 2-4 and four in the first six games. I mean, it, and it's very real. It's not like making it up like wishful thinking. Um, it, it's, it's very real. They, they face a, 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 really tough schedule, a really tough schedule. The jets do. And, uh, I mean, their own, they're not even favored to win their division. I know people look at them and say, look, you're a contender. I'm, same thing with the, the Green Bay Packers for a long time. Every time we get predictions, uh, the Packers were always a team predicted to win the division. Why? Because you had Aaron Rodgers and rightfully so. Same thing with New York. There's going to be people that are going to predict them to win the division. Why? Because of Aaron Rodgers. The addition of Rodgers makes them a viable contender, 100%. No doubt about it. Um, But I also look at uh, the rest of that division with Josh Allen and company, if they can figure it out with Stephon. Stephon Diggs, did you hear what he wanted? Stephon Diggs didn't show up for the first day of the mandatory minicamp. Already, already – They've said, well, he needs a break. We need a break from each other. You know, we want to make sure things are right, on and on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, you're into the first day of the mandatory. You've had an entire offseason to try to fix this, right? And Sean McDermott said it was not. He didn't miss. It was an excused absence. You know, we needed some time apart because apparently Stephon Diggs wants an expanded role in the offense. He wants to be a part of the play calling. What? The wide receiver wants to be a part of the play calling. Stephon Diggs. Then remember, they've got, uh, uh, well, who's the other one? Gabe Davis. They drafted Shorter this year. Um, I can't remember who all they have, but stefan Diggs, obviously a key component in that offense. But he wants to be a part of the play calling. I can see, you know, inviting in some of your players for game planning to say what will and will not work. I I get that. But Stephon Diggs now, and remember, he didn't want to play second fiddle to Justin Jefferson in, in Minnesota, which was part of the reason he won. It seems like Stephon Diggs lasts a year or two and then just can't get along with anybody anymore and becomes a problem child. And that's been his track record. Now he's upset with Sean McDermott. He's uh, upset with uh, Ken Dorsey, who is their, their offensive coordinator. He's upset with Josh Allen. Josh Allen um, says it's partly his fault. And Josh Allen, you know what? That's a leader stepping up to say, you know what? I'll take some of the blame. I'll take pressure off of this guy, you know? But he said, hey, we, we got to work some th- things out. It's Part of it's on me. I put too much pressure on him, blah, blah, blah. So, Stephon Diggs wants a larger role in the play calling. So, whether or not... Buffalo, whose window seems to be somewhat closing, is going to be good this year. We'll have to wait and see. But Buffalo probably, uh, I, I want to say probably the better team in the division, but you have to look at Miami. And if Tua, if, which is a huge if, if Tua can come back and play the way he did before he went down with the concussions last year, remember, then you got, you got Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddell, uh, Raheem Mostert at the running back position. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they drafted a, a running back this year, too. I can't remember the kid's name. But, you know, they, they're they tight end. Uh, you know, Derm Smythe, I mean, nothing to write home about. But you've got weapons. And then, defensively speaking, you picked up Jalen Ramsey to bolster your corner position. You're pretty good up front with, with Davis and Wilkins. You've got decent linebacking. Jerome Baker's pretty solid. There's Bradley Chubb, obviously. So you've got talent, defensively speaking. That team, to me, which all depends on Tua, is, to me, probably the team to beat in the division because they're loaded with a lot of good talent. And I guess the best part about it is they went out and picked up Mike White. Now, if Tua goes down again this year, Mike White, who played admirably – for the Jets, before he just got completely folded up by Buffalo in that game, up in Buffalo, he played really solid for the Jets, gave the Jets a spark. I'm not saying he's the guy, but at least they've got somebody who has a little bit of a track record should Tua go down. Because they still have Skylar Thompson behind him and such, but at least they've got somebody, you know? So I think, to me, Miami might be the best team in the division followed by Buffalo, then the Jets. So he didn't even go to the team that that I believe to be, that many believe to be the best team in the division. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us, The Bill Michael Show. We continue. More coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course, all our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course, they can. Have it your way. Excuse me. We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time, because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. drive through.
1: Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com.
0: running around to do tonight, and uh, Kristen's uh, son has a baseball game. going to go out to Hartford and catch that, and then come home and do a little grilling tonight, and uh, do it compliments of our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats, heading down there. As I'm doing the circle, i got some uh, meetings and some stuff to drop off at places. I'm uh, stopping by Robert's today, grabbing a few sausages, and I think it's time for some of those big, thick-cut pork chops, but I've uh, been kind of craving that the last couple of days, and Robert's Specialty Meats, whether it's, uh, you know, winter. And you're going to do something special, or it's tailgate season and you're going to do something special, or you just want something good for you. That's Robert Specialty Meets on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Again, Robert Specialty Meets Waukesha.com. Good stuff. Um, uh, this is from Rick. Rick says the fins are loaded. I, I completely agree. I think Miami is probably the team to beat in that division. In our division, uh, which is what many of you are asking about. I still think, and I know others have disagreed, and that's okay because this is all speculative at this point anyway, but I still think until you knock the crown off the Vikings, I think the Vikings are the team to beat. It just depends on what they do defensively this year. Offensively, they proved last year they can score. Now when it you know came time, when you needed them the most, you knew Kirk Cousins, like Jay Cutler, is always going to give you a couple, and against the uh, the New York Giants, he did just that. But their defense just did not hold up at the end of the season, really throughout most of the season, but towards the end of the season. Um, And one of their bigger upgrades this year was obviously through the draft, but then they picked up Dean Lowry. And maybe Dean Lowry finds himself a resurgence or greener pastures and such in Minneapolis. I just don't think that, um, you know, I know they really highly covet him, but I don't think Dean Lowry's the answer defensively speaking but they picked up Gene, dean lowry um they still have you know harrison phillips and daniel hunter uh they got jordan hicks out of arizona um who else do they have harrison smith is still there you know remember though they were a, a team that had a bunch of first round draft choices for a long period of time and then gradually one by one they were they were getting rid of them, and again this year they added the majority of players that they added uh, through the draft. Defensive were defensive players. Um, Jacqueline Roy, uh, Blackman, uh, Jay Ward, uh, in a cornerback position, they added this year. Um, now in the draft they needed another wide receiver, so they went after Jordan Addison, and they picked him up. Uh, but it, draft wise, uh, you know, a couple of players they picked up Jaron Hall. Uh, as a backup quarterback, because they they have Nick Mullins. They already had Kirk Cousins. Um, Who was the other guy uh, that they picked up the running back? Dwayne McBride. Uh, So now it's it's pretty much Alexander Madison, Dwayne McBride, Ty Chandler. Those are the guys they have, uh, offensively speaking. So offensively, without Dalvin Cook, they got, in my opinion, they got a little weaker, but they didn't want to pay him the money, and they feel that Dalvin Cook was, even though last year was the first time in a while, that he's been completely healthy. They kind of feel that he's lost a step, so uh, they let him. They cut him loose. But I still think that Minnesota is the team to beat Uh, until Detroit proves that they're going to take the top spot. They have to prove to me they can take the top spot. And there's there's this gut feeling that Detroit may take a step back this year. It's just been the Detroit way. You know what I mean? So I just a gut feeling. I could be wrong, but just a gut feeling. I still think, look, if Jordan Love plays with any kind of, you know, uh, better than what I think he will, uh, I still think the Packers could be a 10-win team and find themselves in uh, in the postseason as a wild card. I think they have enough to do it. I think they have enough players. But the other side of the coin is, you have a very, very, very young and inexperienced receiving core. Wide receiver tight end, very young and inexperienced. And so I don't know what all of that holds for the Packers. I don't know if it's just they don't know any better, so they're gonna be good, or if they're just gonna take their their youth lumps all together and this could end up being a rather ugly season. But I think it's probably, as as far as Packers fans go, short of maybe knowing that a Super Bowl could be within your grasp, this is a very exciting season for the fact that, you know, you moved on, the drama's gone, the cloud has lifted, and now you're just excited to see what the future can hold. 877 867 Don't come, forget, coming up at the bottom of the next hour, we're going to have uh, Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated. We'll talk with him about this Packers team as well and get his thoughts on the division and uh, just kind of how his perception of the off-season workouts went. The OTAs, the minicamp and such, and we'll get his thoughts on all of that and what he thinks. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We'll be back right after this.